Ramble. Welcome to another episode of You Can Sit With Us. I'm Rachel, and with me today is your host, Ariel. We also have Kaylin Burke uh, here with us today. Brand manager for Second Trust. Yes, I'm a brand manager now. Y'all know me. Yes. <laughs> and our very special guest is Normalize Normal Bodies, Mick Zazon. You pronounced it right. I heard you earlier and oh, okay. I made a mental note because my instinct was to pronounce it wrong and I like I worked on it mentally. Yes, I always get meek or zazon or zazon. something. Meek. Yeah. Meek. I'm very I'm pleasantly surprised. Welcome. Hello everybody. Welcome. <laughs> so Mick just did um part one of a video with us that we have yet to record part two. Kaylin's mm-hmm. helping us do it as well. Ariel, what is that video? What are we doing? Oh my gosh. This is a video that Rachel and I have been talking about doing for a while now, probably like four months. It came up on our, we went on a little family getaway to Mm -hmm. San Diego and someone said, either Ned or Watts was like, Mm -hmm. what would it take to not post photos of your kids on your Instagram? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you will have to pay me. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you mean? My kids, they hang the sun in the sky. Uh, what do you mean? What would I post? They're like, what if you posted thirst traps? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Which I don't know. And then it just sort of spiraled from there where Rachel and I were like, well, actually, yeah. I mean, I don't take that many photos of myself. Maybe mm-hmm. we should, maybe that's something I, we could talk about or like deal with uh-huh. kind of work through and that's what we did. So Rachel and I, <laughs> with with your help, <laughs> yes. uh, are are going so far out of our comfort zone and and taking thirst trap photos of ourselves and posting them on our Instagram pages. Um, I'm so excited. It's I'm so excited too. I'm, I'm so one thing that we were talking about earlier was that a thirst trap uh, for both of you, it's, it's one of those photos that should make you feel a little uncomfortable when you're posting it because it's something that is like, that is, that is different. And it's, and it's a little, you know, it's a little kind of tough to put yourself out there like that. Um, and I love that. I love, cause that's exactly how it makes yeah. me feel. That's mm-hmm. exactly how it makes me feel. I feel today even thus far, and we haven't even done the photo shoot yet, guys. <laughs> just know we're just talking about it, but already I'm like, Oh, it's like trying to get on a sports team. I'm like really out of my league here. <laughs> You're not. The whole the whole point of a thirst trap is to just be yourself and accentuate parts of your body that feel good. Mm-hmm. Well, if none of those parts feel that good, then you have hype women that will hype you <laughs> That's up. That's right. That is a key. <laughs> that, that is, is a key. Yes. Very true. I felt that today. The the energy in the room today mm-hmm. with uh, Chris Ann and Kaylin and Mick was very cheerleaders, mm-hmm. uh, girl gang, women here to encourage you, which yeah. always feels so good. I was mm-hmm. like, I mean, I know this is going to come out around the time of the of the video, but like, you know, I'm crawling on the floor and I've got people <laughs> like I am wildly uncomfortable <laughs> and and everybody's like, yeah, you got this. Keep going. You know, it's like it's like in um, Austin Powers. Tell me you guys have seen oh, Austin yeah, Powers. Of course. Okay, thank God. When he's like, you're a tiger. <laughs> yes. You're a tiger. Oh <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, yes. I am. I am a tiger. My Your ass, ass looks great. <laughs> yeah. So okay. you two, like you, you post some thirst traps. I, you know, it's not like solely thirst Listen, traps. Listen, I've seen McNaked. I've seen Caitlin <laughs> in a black bikini that Satan I know made the bikini himself. That you're talking about. Suit. I'm sort of, I'm sort of like, what are the, like, Why how is that does this work? More scandalous than being nude. <laughs> I, it's, it's, like, it's like teasing you. It's like, will have you it, seen or, this one? No, I stay haven't. On? Um, oh. you, I'll, I'll, we'll show it later. I'm okay. sure at some point, but it's like, um, I think I captioned it. Like the trust I have in this top is like the same as the trust I have for these men. Like, <laughs> doesn't exist. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Cause it was just like, it was like a, it was like a mesh. Like there's like a mesh stripe in between. Come on now. Oh my so it's, god! It was risky. It was risky. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I did this. I did this oh my god! Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was looking at it. I think 
I think actually Becky and I were looking at it for some reason because for we, some reason <laughs> my jaw is to the floor. What, I know. What other reason too. is I there? I was like, I'm Kaylin's boss. Should I like this? <laughs> I definitely liked it. I liked it for like. I liked it too. It's Thanks, so guys. impressive. <laughs> I was, I you know, I was kind of like. I just had to ask Becky. I was like, do you think that this is like a mesh panel or do you think this is like a nude panel? Oh yeah, it was really confusing. You know, because like they're definitely like her nipple has to be there somewhere. Yeah, it was, <laughs> you know? it was, it was. Uh, was it mesh? Yeah, it was mesh. Oh, but it was also like, uh, so I think I told Rachel about this. It was like mm-hmm. for my birthday trip and I kind of like mentioned this earlier, but every year around my birthday, I do like a, I get, a new hairstyle. I tell us like this I, in full, just in case. Yeah, just yeah. It doesn't yeah. make it in. So it's basically, like, it has nothing to do with my birthday. I think that is like partially like me trying to like mentally cope with like adding another age to the ticker. Um, but it's like kind of just like thirst trapping in general. Um, I feel like for me, it came from a point of like where when I was growing up, I dealt with like a lot of just like mean people saying mean things about like my body and stuff. And a lot of it was kind of like racially charged where I grew up. I grew up in a kind of predominantly white uh, suburb of Arizona. It wasn't like, I wasn't like the only black person there, but um, there's, it was fewer than like where I live now and where I have lived uh, before. Um, And so I dealt with like a lot of, and I taught, I talked about this on my Instagram a little bit during like the black lives matter stuff last year. Uh, People just saying like horrible things. Like I literally had, People that were friends say stuff like, oh, I would never date a black girl. That's gross. And like just awful stuff like about like black women's bodies and like the color of like brown nipples and stuff like that. I'm and so, so sorry. Yeah. So it's like it, it's that is not like a direct relation to like why I think I post the, the things that I do. But I feel like it me just like kind of being comfortable with myself online has mm-hmm. like kind of become this journey of. I don't know, embracing those things that I was once like super self-conscious about because of which what I, I was love. socially dealing with, yeah. you know? And yeah, I always right. like, when I was a kid too, I was like, I would look at like the Beyonce's and like everybody uh-huh. and be like, I can't wait till I can like move somewhere, grow up and like do my hair however I want, like just, wear mm-hmm. whatever just I want. Just celebrate yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I've finally, I mean, I've like, I feel like I've gotten there, which is like yeah. cool. So it's like kind of like the embodiment of all of those goals and like that kind of, self-exploration you journey. creating joy instead of internalizing hate is like the mm-hmm. biggest expression of power yeah so it's fun there it's is. fun you know it's like I don't know so and then I hope I hope I keep doing it too it's like I kind of just like I said I do it every year on my birthday I think it's just like uh-huh. a, a good time to like celebrate yourself it didn't it's not like a I never like sat down and was like I'm gonna do this every year on my birthday but now that I have done it a few mm-hmm. years in a row I'm like Maybe like That's I fun. should keep doing this <laughs> every year. You know? like, this is fun. I like doing that. Switch up the hairstyle, reinvent the mm-hmm. wheel, and like you know, just feel good about yourself during I love that, that time. So much. So okay, it's, it's mm-hmm. fun. Something that you just said, or that we ju- we were just talking about. I really want to dig into that. Where like you know, uh, the thirst trap as like a a power thing. Mm-hmm. Where because I do feel like when you like are using your body as a confident woman, there is a, a sense of power. Especially when men have been capitalizing on women's bodies for right. how long? Yeah. Forever. Right. Take like taking the power yeah, back absolutely. in a sense and like using using your like your sexuality, your like I don't know, how how else would you describe sort of a, a thirst trap? Like you're using your sexuality like as a powerful tool, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think we talked about this too. There's so many different types of thirst traps. Like, you know, oh yeah, go like, on. Cause we didn't get into the, into the, in, into the weeds of this, but I do want to well, know I what like the different every, types all of, of us had like a are. kind of slightly different definition. Right. So like mm-hmm. means something different to everybody. Like yeah. the way that I thirst trap is not the same way that like somebody else thirst traps. I don't know. I did use the thirst trap in like college for like certain people. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope he's watching. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the original definition, yeah, right? right? It's yeah. like you're, you're trying to trap one you're person. You're being thirsty and you're trying to trap somebody yes. is like the original definition. But I think like what all the things that we're talking about is like how 
it maybe like started out with like a negative connotation towards women. And like, it's definitely like we fully 180 flipped it, flipped mm-hmm. it on its head and like we're taking power in it, you know? I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of my thirst traps revolve around me embracing my insecurities. So like my birthmark, mm-hmm. um, I'm on Accutane now, but when I really was struggling with um, cystic acne, I would show up unfiltered and like still pose a sexy pose and, and hopefully encourage other people with skin conditions um, or dealing with body image to feel sexy in their own body. And that's like the the best way to do it, right? It's yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like there's something powerful in it that I, I feel like when I'm posting thirst traps, like I'm not posting them for guys. I'm posting no. them for like the, my girl gang. Also, the biggest lie out there is that we get dressed for men. I get uh, dressed right? for other women. Exactly. Yeah. When yeah. other yeah. women Literally. are like, yeah. where did you get that dress? I'm like, that's right. I did yeah. it today. I absolutely yep. get dressed for other. Actually, you know, honestly, I get dressed more for myself these days. And that's as it should be too. You know, Cause it's like, even when you are getting true. dressed for other women, it's like, I'm like, mm, am I doing this for me? You know? Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm trying to think of the last time that like I got like dressed get. up and it did feel like I was, I wasn't getting dressed for, for guys. I was getting dressed for like, yeah, for women. Ned. It's not for you, Ned. <laughs> Ned. But you can still it's compliment for us. us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I do appreciate it when yeah. Ned's like, oh, that looks really nice. But I, but yeah. usually I'm like, I don't need that. I know I look good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we love that. So, Mike, how did you start posting thirst traps? What's your thirsty origin story? My thirst traps were transformation photos, like weight loss transformation photos. I was so thirsty for appreciation over my weight loss. Um, I dealt with three different eating disorders and um, a whole lot of mental illnesses. And, you know, when people are just appreciating the wrong things, it doesn't matter if it's wrong. It's still giving attention to, you know, whatever was feeding my insecurities. Mm -hmm. And so I kept on doing them and I gained a lot of followers, but it just wasn't fulfilling. And I just kept trying to distort my body in ways that didn't look like myself. So it kept escalating within every single thirst trap, quote unquote, I posted. So at one point it would be like my actual body. Then it was a transformation photo. And then I was like, Oh, but this isn't good enough. Let's take it one step further. Let's start dieting. Let's start using Facetune. Let's start, mm-hmm. you know, editing skin. Let's do all of these things so that I can be like the perfect version of myself. And I didn't stop to think that, you know, younger women were looking to me that, um, so many other people in general were like, I want that, you know? And, ultimately it just hit me and I was like, I can't do this anymore. My body physically couldn't do it anymore. I, Mm. um, stayed in my room in Arizona. I lived in Arizona for two and a half years. Um, I currently live in Columbus, Ohio, uh, no family in Arizona. I was there alone and I stayed in my apartment for a month straight ordering, so much food for delivery. I did not take one step outside of my apartment. I went through orthorexia, uh, binge eating disorder and bulimia. And it was a really, really, really difficult journey because when I had bulimia, I thought that I, I thought that to cure myself instead of asking for help, I would just stop purging. And, but what the, that leave me with, mm-hmm. I was still binge eating. Right. And so my weight fluctuated so much. And, um, you know, a lot of that I can reflect on now. I just got di- diagnosed with PCOS and, you know, weight fluctuation happens there and same with the cystic acne, but it's, it's all, um, it all just like hit me and mm-hmm. I needed to make up for my mistakes. Um, I needed to be truthful, not to myself first and go to outpatient, um, uh, recovery, uh, for eating disorders, mental health, PTSD from an abusive relationship. And so, um, the narrative, I switched the narrative and I started posting, um, real authentic photos and real photos of me feeling sexy and me feeling like I'm embracing my body. And to this day, I look back at that whole time period. And it it was like a honeymoon period for me. I was the heaviest I I've ever been, but it was the most beautiful moments of my life because it was like, Mm -hmm. I was eating 
as like what I wanted and what my body needed. And I was like posting and, and people were relating. So that's like the origin of everything. So my, my parents, um, bless their heart. They, <laughs> they struggled with me throughout my teenage years. Cause I got in an abusive relationship, um, from 16 to, tw and then, um, it ended at 20. Thankfully I left. Um, but it was a lot of deep rooted, um, issues. I said earlier in the interview that like I would, the only thing that I felt I could control best was my body and mm -hmm. what I was mm -hmm. eating and how much I was exercising. And, um, when I, when it got that bad with my depression and everything, um, my parents tried to get me into seeing a dietitian. I went for a couple of days and then I was like, no, fuck you. <laughs> like I know how to yeah. do this. Yeah. Like I know more than you. You I, went to school for how long? No, 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 no. I know, I know more than my you. body. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, that was like two years prior to me hitting rock bottom. And so when I actually hit rock bottom, I reached out to my dietitian um, and I moved back home from Arizona and I went to outpatient. So I did group therapy. I did, um, I saw a whole lot of doctors, but accumulatively um, I, all of that help helped me and um, got me to a place where I knew how to listen to my body. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think, people can really do that without a good support system. And it sucks that our healthcare system doesn't give that to people. And, um, but I 100%, like it was professional help all the way. Mm -hmm. And so when did you decide to post your first real photo on Instagram, sort of out of that moment um, that wasn't an idealized version of yourself? Um, It was, so I, Every you ask that question, but there are so many because I mm -hmm. every time I post something, it's usually new because I like to get myself out of my comfort zone a little bit, whether that be like, you know, posting with a little bit less clothes than the last time mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, but I would say the first one was me doing a weight gain transformation post. And I was just standing there with my hands on my hips. And I was like, this is me. Um, this is who I am. And it got a lot of negativity, but I, it was happy. I was so happy. It didn't even matter. Yeah. Hmm. That's well, fantastic. It is. And so basically getting to that place was, it was such a, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking like, what was that journey for, you know, going from rock bottom to getting to a place where, you know, you were comfortable enough to, to say to everybody online, like, this is who I am now. And, and to, you know, and to say to all that negative feedback, like, I don't care. I don't care what you are saying because I, like, I am confident in, in what I have right now. I realized that it it was more than just me though. I think that's where mm -hmm. I became comfortable in being uncomfortable because I was reflecting on my younger self mm -hmm. and what I grew up with and how mm -hmm. beauty standards really just took over and made me feel like crap. Mm -hmm. um, I was so frustrated with media, with um, like capitalism behind it and just you know, the exploitation of women. And I, I, at that point, I just didn't care. I just had to say something and make it right. And, um, that is what fuels everything that I do. I love that. We were talking earlier and we're, we're the same age. And mm -hmm. so I feel like a lot of it too, is like, we kind of grew up in the, the uprising of what social media has become now. And like, mm -hmm. we really kind of, I mean, I feel like I went to college in the time where like Instagram was a sport. It was like, 100%. it was like you were competing against like your friends and like people you didn't know, people you did know, like to kind of like be the best, look the best, have, have the best life kind of thing on Instagram. And I think it has evolved into um, a little bit better of a tool now, just like across all social platforms because of like the way that the algorithmic feeds like allow you to create community versus like mm -hmm. just 
be based on like the surface level, like, like, um, their Instagram's trying to be better at it, but it's kind of like a, a just the vicious like cycle of uh-huh. engagement, like in order to have social media, there needs to be some form of engagement. Yeah. Um, but like things like TikTok, I feel like have like opened, I really hope that like the younger generation, I think I've like, I have a younger brother and I feel like I already have seen this with him, his friends where they have like a much more open and welcoming kind of like sense of community with, um, their friends and others too, like just like much more accepting of like things that are viewed as different. And I feel like we did not have that because we came up in like the, basically the spark of social media where it was like everyone was online and wanted to be like on top kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And you must've been so young when that Yeah, so of course, yeah, when you're living in it. And I feel like I still haven't like fully gotten out of that mm -hmm. like mindset either, you know? Cause it's like, if you're going up and that's all you're seeing, it's like, you don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it like, it really affects you. And then it's hard to get out of that place too. I feel like I still, even with my social media today, like I'll choose not to post something that I want to post. Cause I'm like, Oh, but this one will get more likes, you know? Mm -hmm. I do that too sometimes where I'm like, I want to post a photo of these flowers in this garden. Ain't nobody liking that shit on my feed, but we've definitely started moving pretty. Yeah. And I feel like social media has become like a much different beast now. It's not like so tunnel visioned on like one aesthetic, like one thing, like you can do those things. It's just like your personal, your personal agenda. And I think for me, it's like a lot of like my background is like doing this for the guys, like making sure that like the performance metrics are up, you know, like doing it for other people. So when I look at my own, I'm like, what am I doing here? Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, what should I do? You know? Yeah. Um, You should not look at your performance metrics. You should post photos. Yes. And so that's like, so for me, it's like a personal experience in that way Uh too. But I feel like generationally, like we really grew up in that like environment where it was, it kind of took over and it became like just like a giant popularity contest. And I think it's evolved into something a little better now, like a place where you can share a message, a mm-hmm. really important message, like what you're sharing and, you know, build a community around that and create community for like younger users who don't have that to look to like next to them. You know, it's like when I was growing up in that environment and didn't feel like I like could even talk about like the way that those things were affecting me. Like I would, I hope that the people in the younger generation have some sense of community somewhere else, like online that yeah, they can it find been that helpful to you to see black yes, creators to see on that your more. Yeah. And like, community. we were kind of really in the beginning of it where it was mm-hmm. like, you, you still weren't, there was not really a discovery element to social yes. media. Mm-hmm. It was like a contest One, between yes. your peers. I right. am so old that I was the first class of people on Facebook when it was for people in college, certain colleges as the Facebook, there were no photos, there was no feed, there was no sharing. <laughs> oh my God. Like, you know, our the college OG. had a real Facebook, like a paper yeah. one. And then we had this digital Facebook that was Facebook that was just for our college class. And you had to have your college email address to sign up. And yeah, I that's was how it began. The first I, I was, class. Oh my also. God. I, I don't think I was the first class. I know. But I was the first class. It remember. was 2004, y'all. I remember, I think, so I went to college Mm -hmm. in 2005. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was, we, we were on the Facebook, the Facebook. I remember looking people up. And you uploaded like a profile picture, but that was it. And then you could talk to people. So like ahead of going to my college, which was not in my town, I could talk to people who were going to be in my class at college and that was it. Yeah. Um, Whoa. And I know all the the photos were taken on digital cameras they were taking on digital cameras there were no iphones like kodak digital Uh cameras the uh, albums that facebook had you you uh would upload like a hundred photos at a time you would upload (laughs) all the photos from the party from the night before yeah Yeah, exactly the next day there but that was even not till my sophomore or junior year it didn't start out as that it was literally a facebook like the physical one you got for your yearbook or whatever yeah facebook had photos and stuff when I joined and I definitely like illegally joined like <laughs> yeah, so did yeah. I. like I think you had to be 13 and I was definitely not 13 like, and yep. like my parents did oh my not God, know I was on there. So funny. I was Babies. fully over 18 when, when I started <laughs> yeah, 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 and I was yeah, like okay this is cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. And and then, I feel like you guys got it in a way where like it didn't become like such a big part of like identity. Well here's the thing. We weren't on our phones. I went yeah. to college with no cell phone. Yeah. Oh, wow. I used the dorm phone to call my friends and yeah. be like, do you want to come pick me up for dinner on your way? I, had, I had the first generation iPhone. Uh, and I Not showed, till after college, though. No, I showed up, I showed up my uh, sophomore year of college with that thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. The iPhone one did not come out till I had just graduated from college. Really? 
Yeah. My favorite story ever too is a friend of a friend, David Lionheart, waited in line at the Apple store in New York City, which was the first one to yeah, get iPhone ones. He had signed up at midnight and then he waited in line to get it. He waited like five hours in the like cold and he got his iPhone one and he went to breakfast with a friend and he was passing the iPhone one <laughs> to his friend at breakfast and they dropped it in a mug of coffee. <gasps> That is evil. How does that even happen? Oh, I know. It's so unlikely that the phone would go into the and mug that's of well coffee. well before those things were any sort of waterproof. No. And it like sparked that and thing, like almost exploded. That thing was like a scuba weight. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Like, it so literally, nice. it was the it was heaviest heavy. brick that you would, and it had the metal back. It had oh metal on the back yeah. with the apple, you know, on it. Oh my God. I wasn't allowed but to get the first was, one. That was thing sad. was a brick. But we didn't, we had to bring around digital cameras and mm-hmm. I had a cell phone by sophomore or junior year of college, but we didn't take them with us. We weren't on, we weren't online. We weren't yeah. online. Yeah. We were online when we were doing schoolwork and checking emails, but we were present. Yeah. yeah. It's going to make my children think I'm the oldest person. <laughs> I know. I feel like Rachel and I are like, back in my day. <laughs> back no, in my day. I waited in a college. The snow. It's just crazy how much social like yeah. and like technological development has happened because we're yeah. not like that far apart. No. You know? no. And so it's like, it's crazy that that much has changed. Have yeah. you seen like the videos of children with, they're like, hold up a phone, an imaginary phone. And they're like this. Yeah. Not like they're, they're holding their yeah. whole hand up. Yeah. Why would they think it's this? Yeah. yeah. It's nuts. Mm, nope. But <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It's funny on TikTok to see like the, like true Gen Z, like young, young Gen Z. Cause like I, like my siblings are like older Gen Z, I guess, but like the true Gen Z kids, like rediscovering things that like, even like I grew up with and I'm like, God damn the it. Early 2000s. <laughs> like, this is where it yep. begins. Yep. I'm like, I have to stay hip. I need to know yep. these things for my job. So but it's I like, know. they'll like rediscover like digital cameras. Um, they're rediscovering like the digital, like uh, camcorders and like hit clips is like a thing that they're like, what is this? Wait, like, they're starting to talk about that. Yes. What's a hit clip? So you, this was like a really like it was like a fad it when was. like we like probably like when we I were was like obsessed with them. when we were like eight it yeah. was like a fad and it was like a mini CD like CD ROM kind of but thing. they only mm-hmm. played like a it little like snippet a snippet of, of like your songs three favorite songs and you would like get them in like a pack and like yep. put them in and be like yeah dirty pop Hillary Duff dirty <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite one. Why would you only want to sniff it? Yeah, I don't know. They like don't ended know. up like giving away like McDonald's toys yeah, and stuff. It was but basically like, like a vine before there was vine. Yeah, yeah, honestly. It was yeah, like vine, really short. Really short I sound bites. Nobody's going to know what vine it I know. is anymore. R.I.P. They R. better because vine was iconic. It was. It was. Vine was the OG TikTok. Yes. Come on, guys. Absolutely. The blueprint. Unreal. You got to know. You got to know where your media comes from. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see like how this new wave of like social and digital like affects the next generation. Because I feel like looking back, the way that we experienced it definitely did affect like where I'm at now. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see how it affects. You see that the younger generation, they look older now. Yeah. I'm like looking back at my middle school years and I... Yeah. what the heck what, yeah. what happened to me <laughs> yeah. and then you see like people are looking like me I'm 25 and, and they're they're 16 and they know how to take photos they know how to do all of this stuff and I'm like that's kind of scary yeah well, but I think though do do we they look older or is it just like generationally do we do we all look a little like more put together Possibly. You know what I'm saying? Because like, because at that time, I remember too, like in junior high, I was definitely trying to look like I was 16 at some points, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's like those 16 year olds also probably like looked like that too, you yeah. know, where it's like, there was just less access to information about like yes. mm-hmm. makeup, fashion. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we weren't things. watching YouTube tutorials. Yeah, on how yeah, to do yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no everything. YouTube tutorials for us really. Like, that, I mean, there was, but not as like, as much with much access like, and frequency. I go to like the a, library to watch them. Right. <laughs> I feel like I feel like a 16-year-old now could, you know, watch a YouTube video about how to do their makeup, you know, the same way that I could and they could look like they were 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. With with like the resources are better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like Where like for better like, and worse. Yeah. 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 But there was no way for me at 16 like other than I at 16, I was like using a hair straightener and uh, like, you know, St. Ives apricot scrub. Oh, yeah. And and like, you know, I was putting on 
I, I, I use concealer as foundation. So I, so I would just spread it all <laughs> over. I would just spread it all over my face. Spread it all over my Your face. Poor pores. And then, and then I would put on eyeliner and mascara. So yeah. like, but, yeah. but nothing else because my mom would always, she called it rouge. So she would always put on her rouge and I never wanted, I was like, oh, I, I, that's, that's I don't want fashion. Like I don't want to, Let me put concealer on. I'm just going to rub concealer all over my face, cover up all of my, like all of my pimples and imperfections and you know uh-huh. I was 16 like who what sort of imperfections like I feel like at 16 you should just kind of be like this is my face this is yeah. what I look like yeah um, so I'm what yeah it's like I'm like wondering like what do yeah. what are this what are the kids doing now like what are they good they're they're mm-hmm. probably doing contour and yeah, yeah. I just right. learned how to contour last year so I, I, don't know I still don't contour know how to yet. I still don't really Not know how to contour yeah I'm way into bronzer though. Yeah. You love me a bronzer. I've kind of just figured out like this one way that my makeup like works and I just do that and then mm-hmm. change my eyes. What is it? Well, I do it's like, tell. I, I, it's not correct. Like, it's definitely not like what the tutorials <laughs> tell you. Becky yeah, sure Becky, Becky's going to be like, Keelan, what? <laughs> but I like, I basically just do a base level of foundation and then I bake. So I do like uh, a little bit of concealer and then powder over those areas. And then mm-hmm. I like use like powder to contour, I guess, like where I do like a darker bronzer and then I do like heavy blush. I don't use powder and I feel like it shows. I don't really use powder either. I don't own it. Well, I think it's like skin type too. I have like really oily combination skin. So like I kind of like have to like, but Mm -hmm. when I just do powder and no foundation, it like melts off. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. I have to like, I'm sure there's a better way to do what I'm doing, but this is what I found out. This is what you do. And this is just what, this is just what I do. Cause it's easy. <laughs> I think it's working. It's it my go-to phenomenal. routine. Okay, like, whatever you're doing is yeah. working. Keep doing it. You look awesome. I did have to touch up though. Cause we were put the mask on and it's like, your yep, nose yep, is yep. gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Back to thirst traps. Yeah. We got what way off topic. the riskiest photo either of you has ever posted and how did it feel to post that? Oh. Follow-up question. Let me look at my Instagram. What is the riskiest yeah. photo that you want to post but <gasps> haven't yet? And you haven't yet. Mm-hmm. What is it? I don't think I have. I really want to do one of those like really risque beach photos where I'm like crawling, crawling. Yes. in the sand. Yes. Um, I haven't done a photo shoot with a photographer, like a personal photographer. I've done photo shoots with like brands and stuff recently, but just not for personal like for use. Yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's next on the bucket list. Okay. But I would say my most risque or like craziest one, um, was this one where I was in the shower, I was advertising a body wash and I was like, I was completely naked. I had the shower on and I was like tastefully showing like a little butt. And Uh I put like, uh, I went on Canva and I, I put, um, bubbles over my book <laughs> Wait, that's so cute. Yeah. and it was really cute but it was kind of nerve-wracking posting I was like mm. yeah. but there was one that I was really nervous about but looking back at it now I'm like whatever but I did I posted this one that was like heavy under boob from like a photo shoot and I like oh, held on to it for a really long time after the photo shoot because I was like it was like before underboob was mm. like happening. Everywhere. I told you I wanted to try underboob. I love underboob and I loved the way that photo looked. And I remember at the time I was just like a little uncomfortable because I was still in college. I was like in job searching, like towards the end of my college career. And I, I there was like this like thought process behind all of it where it was like, oh, like, is this like too much? Like if somebody that's hiring me underboob is you know? like a modern revelation too it's not mm-hmm. it's yeah. the same as cleavage but it's new well no there's mm-hmm. the underboob was a thing in like the 90s too there's a oh, lot of it? photo shoots okay. like i'm kind of trying to remember the one some probably some coca-cola something or something like that where <laughs> somebody's like was wearing a tank i can't there's a specific photo and i can't remember who's what it's sluttier from. coca-cola oh, or pepsi or maybe Ooh. it was Pepsi. It might have been Pepsi. And it's so, I, but I was remember I was really nervous about that. And since then, I've posted like so many bikini photos that it like doesn't doesn't even matter. It like, you know looks so inconsequential next to those. It's interesting <laughs> that I'm more nervous to post an underboob photo than like a naked photo. Yeah, really? there's something about why. it that's like really salacious. Yeah. I don't know why. Is I also, it sexualized? Is it like hypersexualized? I don't 
I think it's just different. I think think it's just different. Yeah. I also, because I went through so many different bodies that like my boobs are saggy and something this year that I've been doing is I haven't worn a bra in how long, but that took me so long to do. So I'm just now embracing it. But like the whole thing of under boob, I'm Mm. like, Oh, like it's just new. And maybe that's something that I need to, that's a real mom issue too. Mm -hmm. People are very concerned about their boobs being saggy Mm -hmm. or moms. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my boobs are all over the place. It's like, uh, if I haven't like, so I'm pumping breast milk Mm -hmm. for, for my 10 month old. And if I don't pump for a couple of hours or like, okay, so I pump three times a day right now. I'm just going to do it. Um, but, but if it's like time to pump, my boobs look enormous. I look like I've had like good implants. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. Are you ever kind of like, let me just take a photo right now? I'll be like changing into my pumping bra and I'll, and I'll like, catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I'll, and I'll be like, Whoa, I look like a porn star. <laughs> I kind of, the day we take their step photos. What if you just skip the pump? Ooh. I could try it, but then I might leak. Yeah. And like, that's, that's that's awkward. Awkward. You, that's awkward. We'll hop in the pool. Yeah. It'll be great. Easy, yeah, be great. Yeah. Easy fix. We'll take a milk yeah. bath. You with giant boobs in a milk bath in that bathtub. That's a great photo. (laughs) See that, that it feels like, it feels very strange to me, like to sort of, because like that's, it's such a, a not sexy thing to me, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, mm-hmm. because you're, it's feeding a child, you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. just, it's such a, uh, such an interesting, like re like re looking at that perspective. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that you're like, you appreciate that though in that moment. Cause yeah. it, you know, it's like, Oh, it's absolutely. Like, yeah. I, I'll, I'll sort of look at myself and be like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> this is not the same at all, but I feel similar. Like when I'm like approaching my period, I'll have mm-hmm. like extreme bloating and like swelling of like, cause I have like very small, like nothing's, nothing's going on up here. But then when I'm approaching my period, they like plump up and I'm like, Hmm, what's going on today? Yeah. This is a nice not the same at all, but yeah, I'm like, okay, I feel like shit, but this is, this looks great. <laughs> this is but working. Like, we're cramping, but we're okay. <laughs> what is your number one tip for encouraging us while we're taking thirst trap photos. Cause I'm just really afraid that I'm going to fail. Yeah. There's no way to fail. Okay. There's no way to fail. What if I'm just being my most egotistical self here for a minute. What if we take all these photos, we have this photographer, we have all this wardrobe and in every photo, I just wish I looked different. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you're going to say that I because really, I have exactly the same because fear. that's what's running through my head a lot. Like when I look in the mirror, I'm like, Okay, not my favorite. So can I ask why or why you have that fear or where it's coming from? Because I don't think I look as good as I used to. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that earlier. It's like when you look at photos beforehand, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, why didn't like I wish I looked like that. But even then you you were looking at photos before. Yes, of course I was. And of course I was. It's like this never ending cycle and. I think the most beautiful part about having a body is that it houses you throughout change. Like it's, it's meant to house you throughout all of the changes, especially women's Mm -hmm. bodies. Um, it's made to ebb and flow and change as you age. And it's such a beautiful thing. But when we have been essentially brainwashed into thinking that we have to like stunt our age and stunt Mm -hmm. the change that we're supposed to Mm -hmm. do, then we automatically have that. And so when I do get in that negative spiral, I'm like, Mm -hmm. why? Why? I constantly ask myself, I'm like, why am I feeling like this? Why, why, why? And a lot of it has to do with what I grew up with, like the information that I was given. And so, and so what's the way to break the cycle? Um, reframing it, you know, I don't know. Rewriting the narrative. And, um, I, you know, I said before too, having, I always, whenever my friends and I take photos, we go around a circle and we compliment each other and like, what's, what's your favorite thing about me? And it's like our one moment where we give ourselves permission to like really hype each other up and um, not that you need permission, but just to like really go in on complimenting somebody intentionally. And 
then you you just like feel on top of the world when mm-hmm. you're taking photos. Nothing's better than a compliment. We That's definitely that. on the list. Yes, we gotta do our <laughs> we gotta do that. It's gonna make me cry. All my beautiful mascara. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have makeup you? on set. Yeah. I I also feel like you know something to break us out of this this cycle of negative self thought. Yeah. You know, because you you and I are very similar in the way that we we look at photos of ourselves or we look at ourselves in the mirror because we've talked about this before mm-hmm. where, you know, we'll, we'll be like, I look, I, I look different. Like I'm getting wrinkles now. This is happening and this is happening. And so if we just change it to the point where, you know, almost like, like we're, we could be acting on set or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, breaking mm-hmm. out of, of that, that cycle of like, of like, this is me mm-hmm. and, and being like, actually, this is who I am today. And, yes. and mm-hmm. this is, this is, I want to feel this way. And, and that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to wear this so that I feel awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that sometimes just sort of pretend almost like pretending or acting you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, almost. Uh, I love that you said that too. Cause I almost kind of like, I like definitely treat my closet like that. Like really? I feel like I don't have like a very specific aesthetic. Like it's kind of like all over the place. And I feel like I treat my costume like, or sorry, my closet, like a costume closet. Mm-hmm. I love and I'm that. like, it's like, I'm like, what do I want to be today? Right. <laughs> kind of vibe. And I don't know. Maybe that helps like just kind of like sporty spice. Yeah. Like switch spice, up like who you spice. are in that moment. Right. And like, I don't know. Like I literally feel like I'm playing dress up every day and it's just like, what mm-hmm. about, let's see what yeah. we get into. And some days I'm like slumming it and I'm like, whatever, it looks stupid, but yeah, I don't know. But I feel like that's a, that's an easy and healthy way to, to, to break out of the cycle of negative self thought, you Mm -hmm. know, just, just saying, okay, well today I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to look at myself as mom Ariel today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be Ariel and sexy lingerie and Mm -hmm. let's see where that goes. Yes. You know, I love that. I think, I think I could, I could reframe things like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like the way you said it too, like about, um, being who you are today is like really important too. Cause I feel like, like you said as well, and we keep coming back to this, like comparing yourself to photos from Mm. like five years prior or like 10 years prior. It's like, of course you're going to look different, but like who you are today, like is you're going to look back at it in 10 years Mm -hmm. again and have the same like potentially negative thought process and cycle unless you like you change it today. Yeah. So appreciate it for yeah, appreciate now. it for like for now. Mm-hmm. And then in the future, appreciate that moment for now too. I also like looking back. I don't know. I also know that when I'm constantly looking at photos that make me feel like shit, then I'm automatically going to feel like right. shit. Yeah. So I like, I, I say on my social media all the time, unfollow people or mute people. Like I've muted my best friend Gabby before because I was comparing, c- comparing, comparing myself to her. Um, we had a conversation about it, but it's like that open conversation and it's protecting your energy so that you can work on yourself. And so now my social media feeds are everything that I want it to be so that I can feel my best self. Like what is going mm-hmm. to fuel me to show up the best that I can be? I lo- I like that because I do feel like sometimes I can get into a, you know, into a hole of social media where I'm, I can only find things that are making me feel bad about myself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. making me feel like, oh, well, why am I not on vacation? Oh, why do I not look this good in a swimsuit? Oh, you know why do I not have time to shop for all these fun clothes? You know, it's, uh, you can totally get into a negative cycle on Something social media. That I do, which I have found really, really helpful. And I learned this trick from Gen Z. I am a Gen Z <laughs> stan in case you guys did not notice. I love them so much. We knew, we knew. But, um, I actually, I like learned this when I was working with Instagram on a project, uh, like about, um, younger kids and stuff. But a lot of kids make multiple uh, kind of dupe accounts on social media. And so I started doing that like kind of for work mm-hmm. um, to like research trending topics and stuff that like if we needed stuff for videos and stuff when I was working at BuzzFeed um, and then I started doing it for myself. And so basically I separated all of my like personal follows on my main account. Um, so basically my account set up on my main account, just follow just people that I know and like and right. are friends or acquaintances. And then 
I set up a, a following account to follow fashion bloggers. And then I have another account to follow um, stuff that's like Try Guys related. So you're one of those people who has zero posts, zero things. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> but it's you're like, a lurker. But yeah, but it's really great because it's like I don't have to see it every day when I'm going to like just yeah, yeah, enjoy yeah. like what my friends are posting. I can choose when I want to go onto my fashion follows and like look for outfit inspo. But it's right. like it's not like negatively impacting me every day because there are times when I go on there and I'm like, it's just. And I'm like, I, I like, like my body a lot. And I'm like, I'm grateful to have like some of the things that I have, but there's like, I will never have hips. And there's like girls on there with like beautiful hips and butt that I will never get. And I'm like, I still, like, I can't look at that every day. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's detrimental. So compartmentalized. It. Yeah. It's a, I don't know if it's healthy, but it's like, it works for me. No, Cause then I, no, you're I, get, to, sounds very yeah, I get to like check back in when I want to, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Therapist chime in in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Let me know if boundary. I'm messing myself up yeah. further, but I that's, like, that's what's, I feel like that's it what's is, worked for me. It's just setting, it's setting up those boundaries mm-hmm. of, of like, I, for, for my mental health, I do not need to see this today, Yeah, you know? And that's, that's like me for reading comments. I've just decided like, I don't, I don't read comments anymore. I just don't. You're yeah, so that's good. I, I, I just, I can't, you know, like I, I appreciate the, the positive comments so much, but it is, it is always the negative ones that I see and I remember and I think about, and I think like, what am I doing wrong? Like, is, is this like, is this bad? Am I do, it, it, like, yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's a lot. painful. I, I, you mentioned things earlier about like the comments and a, a lot of them are like personal attacks. Like they yeah. go into like detail yeah. and it's really How awful. How have you dealt with negative comments on your feed? Cause you're oh, yeah, all over Instagram. You're all over TikTok. Yeah. I, sometimes I, I screenshot them and then use them in posts. I'm like, eh, screw you. Right? Yeah. Like I saw um, it yeah. and this is how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, they like reply to comment on TikTok. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Um, and I, I think at the end of the day, um, I have to reflect. I'm like, what, what is this actually? Are they feeling, is it them projecting or is it something that I can work on? And if I can't answer that myself, I will ask people that I can trust. And I, I think um, that has helped me so much. It's like, what what is the story I'm telling myself in my head? What's the actual truth? So um, for instance, when I was like being called out for Photoshopping, when I was like in the midst of my eating disorders, um, I clearly, that was something that I needed to work on. And mm-hmm. I didn't have any way of defending myself, um, you know, other than it was a product of society and a much deeper rooted issue. But that's something that I needed to work on. And, you know, here I am now. Um, but at the end of the day, like if if it's not like under good intentions and I don't I don't need to care about it. You know, I don't. It, at the end of the day, if they are spending time their own time typing out a negative comment to make someone else's day worse. That sucks. Like right. you yeah. are it's so, it so much suck. energy to you do are gross. that. Like, why? It's like gross. Yeah. I also, I mean, should you have stopped Photoshopping photos because it was making you feel super terrible and it was a product of you feeling super terrible? Yes. yes. Was it their place to, peg you for all of society's problems with photoshopping photos? Absolutely no. not. No, no. But I will gladly like, and that was the responsibility that I had to take. You know, um, I think a lot of times I hear, you know, I didn't ask for people to come at me or I didn't ask, which is true, but like, it also comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to reality check myself a lot when I want to feel like self-deprecating and I'm like no like this is the responsibility I decided to take on like I I I have to choose to be the bigger person and I have to choose what boundaries I'm willing to create and mm-hmm. what comments I need to respond to um mm-hmm. yeah because so yeah. sometimes I feel like if it's not like adding any value to you mm-hmm. it's like then it's like just a negative like waste of energy on, on your end too. If like, if you like engage in the comments, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, it just perpetuates like that person's discourse and yes. then 
can get worse and then it's really affects you negatively. And then sometimes it's like, just let it go comments because I'm like, I don't want to get all tangled. Do you know how much anxiety I get where like, if something comes up with like the guy's social media and I have to like respond on their behalf, I'm like, okay, here we go. (laughs) Luckily we don't have very many of those moments, but but. we have had our moments too, where people who have responded negatively to someone in a video Mm -hmm. and we have had to, yeah, like prep a statement basically. Yeah. It's like, and it's been like, it's been really crazy. Yeah, it's the intense. internet is a fickle friend. It's intense, and luckily, like we, I would say, we're not very controversial. So no, we're not. <laughs> like most of the time, mm-hmm. I feel like we do end up handling it pretty well. But it's still, it's like tough. It's like, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. and then how do you? Then it becomes your responsibility as like creator or like person behind creator to like. Mm-hmm make sure that the way that you're handling the uh, situation is not negatively affecting somebody else mm-hmm. online too. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, it's all those questions of like, just making sure that like you're protecting yourself and your energy and then also not harming anybody else out there. It's just mm-hmm. like this whole, mm-hmm. whole battle. It would be so easy to be a bad person. Right? <laughs> to not <laughs> to have given to like all Ugh. of the negativity. And to but, make uh, people feel bad just left and right. Yeah. <sighs> you know, but like, but I don't Who? envy that because it like, no, must not be a really all. dark place to be. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's such a dark place. Dark, yeah. And it stresses me out a yeah. lot. I always wonder if those people find it stressful because I'm like, aren't you stressed out I, by this? Yeah. I, I don't know. And I don't ever want to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my, my like immediate go-to is always to, to almost be like overly positive. It like to the point where it makes people uncomfortable, mm. you know? So I've had to, I've had to like pull myself back a little bit. Like, I feel like I have learned from Becky specifically that, that like, you know, you, that you can't like be overly effusive about the way that somebody looks, you know? Oh yeah. When Ariel's like, Oh my God, I love your dress. And I love the way that looks. And you look, you're glowing today. Yeah. That people Becky's think I'm like, not being honest or like, oh. you know, like, or, or just, just sort of, I don't know that it's just too much or like they don't want to have their bodies commented on or, mm. you know, something like that. And, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm definitely the sort of person who, who leans into like offering so much positivity that it almost doesn't feel real. <laughs> the rule of thumb is to not comment on people's bodies. Just don't comment yeah. at all. I uh, met up with my wedding photographer for Christmas card photos last year and she was clearly like six or seven months pregnant. And I just remained mouth shut until finally Scott was like, and as you can see, we're expecting. I was like, Oh, thank God. But yes, I saw. However, I just couldn't say, cause she had also had a kid at the same time we'd had the girl. So she had like a one and a half year old. And I was like, what if, what if mm. she didn't? What if that's just leftover from her one and a half year old? What if that's not me? I, I would feel terrible if someone said that to me. I think the thing is, is that you don't know. You don't know. Um, you don't know what they're going through. You don't know. And Or what if she had just had a miscarriage? That's yep. happened to friends of mine who carried babies through the second oh, trimester. Wow, yeah. And then they have a miscarriage and they look pregnant and people oh. ask them about their pregnancy mm-hmm. and they're bursting into tears in public. I and it's just like so miserable. Hard. So you just, you don't know. You, you don't just know. don't know. You yeah. just have to wait for them to tell you. So my Instagram I'll tell you if we're having another baby. I don't have a bump. It's just leftover from the first two. Mm-hmm. Good golly. Yeah. yeah. I com- know. It's so like sad when like, you guys get those comments and it's like, I know that it's coming from a place of like excitement. excitement. Mm-hmm. Like they're excited for you guys. And it's like, I think it's just like younger kids that just don't but also, like, like, understand like, that. But it's like, it's good. I'm glad that you guys use your platform to like educate that too. Just imagine that Watson and I had been trying for a long time again. And it wasn't yeah. happening and people are commenting that and suddenly it's so loaded. Yeah. It's so p- personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think like, we'll tell you when we're ready to share some piece of news. And until then, don't guess. Don't mm-hmm, guess. Mm-hmm. There's no guessing. Yeah. Well, yeah. just commenting on people's bodies in general just perpetuates that your body is the most important thing. Right. And so I I did a photo shoot last year and the photographer who, by the way, knew my brand, my history, she was like, oh my gosh, you look so great. You lost weight. And I, I didn't say anything. Yeah. Because even to this day, it doesn't matter how confident I am in my body, that's still... Mm-hmm. affects me that yeah. still does and I'm like 
well, do I need to lose more weight? That was my first thought. Yeah, how does mm-hmm. it make you feel? Recently, I've been more active. Okay, so we'll or do, upset. yeah. And yeah. I, like, I have body image issues. Like, I'll look in the mirror and I'm like, that's not what I look like. Um, and so I've been through kind of this body change where maybe I have, maybe my body has changed. I'm in a smaller state than I was a couple months ago, but I, and I see comments every single day now saying like, I wish that I could lose weight like you. And I'm like, I like, that's the last thing that I need to hear. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. also like, how do I even respond to that with the platform that I have when they see somebody like talking about um, body confidence and like they're losing weight, it's just a difficult thing. And I think ultimately we move past that by complimenting people and on how they affect your life. Mm-hmm. Um, like you look radiant yes. today. I was uh, literally yes. going to say that. Yeah. Just like, I feel like the best compliments are yes. not physical, no, superficial not surface level ones. Like that color looks beautiful with your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, you look so confident. Yes. Things like that. Like, thank you for spending time with me today. Like I really enjoy your presence. Like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. compliment mm-hmm. is something that I would take over. Oh my gosh. Like you look so skinny today. Right. When in reality, what if you said that to like a cancer patient mm-hmm. and you had no, you had no mm-hmm. idea or they were going through an eating disorder or something that yeah. really affected their health. Mm-hmm. And it just, it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. It's like when you're commenting on a post and you want mm-hmm. to say something, you know, like this post has, has made your day. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that can really make somebody feel really good mm-hmm. and yeah. valued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And valued for, for their effort and not for their, like the way they look, mm-hmm. you know? So saying this post really changed my morning, this, mm-hmm. you know, this mm-hmm. post really gives me encouragement, you know, like something like that, that, that isn't actually commenting on their physical appearance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And you can still say that to like thirst traps. Mm -hmm. You can still say that like you (laughs) are making me feel more confident by you posting this. Yeah. Instead of saying like, oh my gosh, you look so good, which is also okay. But you know, there comes a point where like sometimes it gets too much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can always compliment me on my outfit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll take those ones. (laughs) I remember Becky saying she posted like a totally normal uh, bathing suit photo of her and her friend. She told this on the podcast once and someone commented, wow, you're so brave. And she was like, I wasn't oh. being brave. Oh God. Oh. Oh. I was just posting a normal photo. This is me in a swimsuit. Oh, That's like almost like the feeling of like, you know, when somebody, when you're not wearing makeup and somebody like goes out of their way to like, be mm-hmm. like, oh, are you tired? Or like, oh it's like God. that feeling where yes. it's like, no, I'm just myself. Yes. Yeah. It's just me and with like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. I think even Ned in one this. of our YouTube comments videos was like, I'm not tired. My kid sleeps through the night now. He's yeah. almost two. This is just how I look. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the same way. I'm like, yeah, I'm not tired anymore. My girls sleep 11 to 12 hours. I just look this way now. Yeah. This is just you, what some my days, face looks like. Some days you are tired and that's fine too. Just like, yeah. don't bring but it don't up. Bring like, it like, up. Yeah, yeah, don't like tell me that I looked <laughs> in what way is that a good idea no but you know idea? people do do stuff like you know, that and you're like why? Why? why people just don't know what to say I know sometimes it's like word vomit too like you can see mm-hmm. it coming out of somebody's mouth and you're like don't yeah. don't say it don't, don't say it don't, say it. don't, don't say it. do it don't like they want to start a conversation <laughs> with you it's happening <laughs> their face gets red and they're like what? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what kind of comments do you think that we are going to get on our thirst trap posts what kind I, of comments are you hoping for I think they're going to say about time, Rachel, Mm. because they've been asking for thirst traps. I agree. Okay. So picture this, y'all. I hope you're listening, whoever you are out there. I didn't get your name. I'm standing in the line at LAX wearing my mask, no June and Poppy, no Watts, just by myself waiting to fill up our water bottles. It's going really slowly. And this girl with cute braids comes over and she's like, Rachel, when are you posting the thirst traps? And I was like, we haven't shot it yet. It's going to be a minute. I don't, I I don't have any thirst traps for you right now. I could pull some from a few years ago, but like, that's not going to make me feel good. I have this really cute one of me in Ojai. Ojai, My tushy's out. I could post that, but my, my husband's very uncomfortable with it. It's funny because I think, is this episode going to come out after you guys have started posting most of them? Yeah. So we're going to post them. 
react within the episode. Yeah. And then we might post a few more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because we'll have a, a nice library. I'm hoping I we have a good we library. Yes. Yeah. See, I feel like you guys are like super nervous about the reaction, but I feel like you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised. Oh, yeah. I think that you're going to get so much <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think that like the way that like I see the comments on the Try Guys and stuff about you and like and you as well, like it's going to be like. Go off, Ariel. Oh, <laughs> my God. Go off, Ariel. Look at you, you queen. It's going to be like yeah, that kind of vibe. Because so we cute. do have like a really supportive audience for the most part. I do like we'll put one on the surprise yeah. feed. Oh, Ooh. my God. It better be both of us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Just our tushies. <laughs> Just our tushies. <laughs> Maybe we'll do like the group photo. Uh-huh. That'll yes. be good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I think the comments will be supportive. I'm mostly worried about the commentary in my head. Hopefully, though, yeah. like, like along with the reaction from everybody else is positive like yeah. you guys walk away with like a positive experience as well you know like and like feeling like oh maybe I could do this again sometime yeah. you know I feel like it's a little more like therapy than I was expecting it to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like what did I get myself I into to ca- I have to look in the mirror and embrace myself Holy I know cow. Mm-hmm. it's sort of like uh I don't remember what it was like somebody somewhere on some show was like take a mirror and look at your vagina you know, oh, it, was oh, a goop. it was goop. It was yeah, goop. It was goop. Oh my gosh, yes, okay. it was goop. Yeah, like take a mirror and look at your vagina. Say hello. You know, like you guys have never really met. You know, just sort of yeah. one of those. Well, I feel like this is sort of like that, where it's like, you know, I'm I'm getting reacquainted with my body. Yeah, and I'm excited about that, but I'm also so nervous. Me too. Because she's different. She is different. You know? And do you guys feel like you took like a long break from like doing something for yourself like this? Like Oh, oh yeah. 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 Like a casual like few years. Yeah. I don't feel like I So I've maybe done... that's why it's like extra scary too, because it has like you took a break in between. I don't think know? I've done something like this that has this public and private portions to it. Um that since like my wedding honeymoon. Mm-hmm. You know, right, yeah, I think it's been that long because then I was like the newlywed and then we were trying to get pregnant and then we were pregnant and here we are. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's OK I mean, to yeah. feel to be selfish in these moments. It's not really um, applauded for I at least how I view it and how I've seen my sisters go through pregnancy. It's not applauded to be um, selfish at times when you have children, which it should. Yeah, which is super strange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like moms are supposed to be sacrificial. Yeah. Right. No. No. But like when I think about my daughters growing up, I don't want them to do that. I want them to own their bodies. Right. And be proud of them with their imperfections and all. Like just Mm -hmm. however they come to the table is how they come and that's perfect. Yeah. I think it's super cool that you guys are doing this too. And like, it'll kind of be memorialized in a sense too for like your kids to like look back on and be like, if Instagram doesn't implode before then, but maybe we'll print some actual copies. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll have the hard copies on file just in case. We're going to frame them and hang them in the office, obviously. Hang one up in my office. That'd be so, just, just looks at your butt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Funny story. My aunt actually painted a photo, like one of my thirst trap photos. <gasps> what? Did, so it's, cool. it's, it's a stunning painting. It's an oil painting. And I put it up in my uh, bedroom because oh I love looking at it. I, I truly see myself looking back at these photos on a day when I'm like having a bad body day or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, where I'm just having a negative thought day and looking back and being like, Nah, these are bomb. Yes, <laughs> yes, I still want. got it. Yes. I still got it. Like yes. I, I can, I can handle this day. Yeah, and then I, I hope you guys do it with more frequency too. Afterwards, mm-hmm. maybe not like I the same level, but like right, right, right. if you keep like showing up for yourself in that way, yeah. then like another five I years down the line, it won't be scary. More of myself, you know? yeah. on my socials, yeah. yeah. Is Try Guys going to continue to fund our self esteem? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work it. We'll work it into the we'll budget. We'll work it. We'll work it in. Yeah. We'll just we'll just sort of insert ourselves into <laughs> the merch shoots. shoots. Yeah. Well, and actually, now that we we're talking about this, I am going to need you guys soon. And yeah. there's lingerie, and we're like, just snap a few more. Just, just a couple. <laughs> just a couple. Are you guys done? Because we need the photographer. Excuse me. Hold on, yeah. I have some angles. <laughs> yes. Oh, you guys. 
Well, Kaylin and Mick, thank you so much for being here and yeah. for being our cheerleading team. Thank you guys thank for you. inviting us. Yeah. I think it's yeah. gonna be really cool, and it's been so nice to meet you, yeah. Mick. So nice to meet yeah. all of you. Same. It's been it's been so great, just sort of hearing about your history with social media and and like how you've gotten to where you are. Is you know, I feel like as two people that are are on the precipice of like this transformation, it's so great to hear like where you were, where you are now, and. I mean, honestly, to see where you're going to go. I appreciate see where you're going to go. And your journey yeah. is beautiful and your message is beautiful. And I can't wait for all of our users to find you. Can you let everybody mm-hmm. know where to where to find yes. you? Where it at? Um, Mick Zazon on all social media. Um, yeah, that's where, that's where you'll find me. Yes. Is Instagram your main gig? Um, yes, I would say so. And TikTok is your yes. side gig. Yes. yes. I think I found you on TikTok yes. first. <laughs> I'm honestly having trouble like deciding which. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> but, and, you know, both. I, both. I enjoy both. Well, yeah. everybody yeah. go follow Mick and get all yeah. the good vibes. Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, and send some her way too. rate us five stars, leave a comment or a review. Yes. And you can find us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. That's it for us. We call our listeners because it's you can sit with us. Cutie booties. So that's like a good theme for life. And Nick is definitely a cutie booty. Definitely on brand for this whole shoot. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Maybe one of your captions. Cutie booty. (gasps) Cutie booties. Oh, it should be. Yeah, that'll be fun. There you go. (laughs) You're genius at this. Genius. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks Um, for sitting with us, guys. guys. Bye. 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 Bye.